the book of Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Why Jesus podcast. Um, oh, snap. Did I say podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a podcast. This is a Godcast, folks. Why? Because this is all about the true and living God. This is the Why Jesus God cast and don't you forget it. Now look, I gotta make sure I get it right. Listen, I'm the host and I still mess it up, but it's all good. We're gonna have us a good time on this episode. Listen, I got my lovely wife with me on this one. Hey. And listen, we're gonna have us a good time. Wife, go ahead and introduce yourself before I tell them what we're gonna talk about today. Well, hello there everyone. Uh my name is Atala Stevenson. Um, I don't know what else to say, you know, we, I'm, I'm John's wife, you know, going on four and a half years, or not even a half yet, but you know, we're four and some months, years in. Yeah, yeah we getting it in, <laughs> we getting it in, we, we getting it in, we doing all right. Um, so yeah, y'all got my lovely wife with me, and you know, this is, we're gonna step away from our normal uh, segment tonight, um, or, or or this morning, or this afternoon, whatever time you may be checking this out. Um, and we're gonna do a little bit of um, conversation slash teaching, if you will, um, as opposed to talking about a testimony today. But this podcast is all about salvation, right? We have people that come on and they share their testimonies, but it's all about the salvation uh, of God um, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today we wanna talk about salvation according to the scriptures. Let's talk about why we're talking about that. So here's the thing people have to understand. When we talk about the true and living God, there is one book that is full authority and that is the Holy Bible. Um, so if we wanna know anything about the true and living God, if you wanna know anything about the Lord Jesus Christ, if you wanna know anything about um, what God feels, thinks, desires, all these sorts of things, outside of his Holy Spirit who lives inside of believers, we use the Bible as our authority because it is his word and his word is true um, and, his, and his word is perfect. Um, his word is perfect. Um, so if we want to talk about salvation, right, that comes from this true and living God, we have to look and see what God says about salvation. Because if salvation doesn't happen according to the scriptures, then there is no salvation. And what you or I may have is not salvation at all. So we're going to talk about what, script, what salvation looks like according to the scriptures. Because contrary to popular belief, and I know this is going to sound ugly, but it's the truth. There are people out there that believe they're saved and they are not. This is a real thing, right? This is a real thing. This is why we have situations of, um, you know, rededicating our life to Christ, quote unquote, um, and just things of that nature. Or when we have situations where we, quote unquote, see people fall away from the faith yeah. um, and those sorts of things, right? Um, it's because there was no salvation according to the scriptures. And we're gonna see what scripture says about all these things. And my wife has collected some scriptures um, through her studies with, with God that she's gonna present. I have something that we're gonna present. And we're just gonna have some conversation and we're gonna read the word and see what the word says about um, salvation, all right? So, um, you know, if we wanna talk about salvation at its very, very core, right? Um, you have situations where some people will make salvation much harder than it has to be. Though salvation is in and of itself a complex, um, I don't wanna say idea, but a, a complex thing. It's also very, 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 very simple. And if we go to Romans 10, 9 and 10, we see um, the the meat of, of the recipe. So I'm gonna go run over there real quick. Um, Atal, is there anything you want to say to the people concerning salvation and salvation according to the scriptures um, before my, I read this? Is it my turn or are you just wanting to kind of Yeah, add it's, on? I mean, it's your turn. Go for it. I mean, you, you, <laughs> listen, we we, we, we we figuring this out. We're working together, you know. Well, this is what I want to say first before I kind of even get into like the, I guess like the meat of what I wanted to, to present. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know a lot of people, well, let me first go to um, Matthew chapter seven, starting at verse 21. And this actually, I guess, kind of baffles a lot of people. A lot of people get kind of lost with this scripture because it says, 
not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, yeah. shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, yeah. but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. Yikes. Um, a lot of people will get confused from that scripture and even get discouraged because you can be very well saved and read that scripture and think, well, oh no, what if I get rejected? And a lot of people don't understand that you can, like how you mentioned, many people think that they're saved and they're not. Yeah. And so this work that they believe that they're doing for God isn't what they think it is. Right. And their salvation experience isn't as isn't as genuine or, or isn't true in the way that they thought it was. So they end up thinking that they did X, Y, and Z on behalf of God, but really the enemy has has blinded them in such a way to where they thought they were doing things for God, but really they weren't the entire time. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand and um, that scripture um, puts fear in some people because they they don't want to be rejected. They don't want God to tell them, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of you, you think that you knew God this whole time and that had never been the case. Yeah. Um, so I think when we talk about thinking that you're saved and you're really not, um, I think it's just important to know who you're doing, what you're doing for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, and understand that that your relationship with Christ needs to be solid. You know, you need to have have no doubt that that's who you're living for. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the sense, just as God or just as, just as Jesus can say, "I never knew you," the whole time you actually never knew Him in the first Ooh. place. Ooh, wait, say that one more time. That last part—that's a banger right there. Um, just as Jesus can say, "I never knew you." this entire time you also never knew him man oh man that's tough right there so so if you don't mind i would like to kind of respond to that a little bit so we think about that scripture right and and again some people will will hear and be like oh god so i can be saved and then get to judgment day and and hear these hear these things uh after i've done x y and z well first off we have to understand be very clear about something salvation according to the scriptures is not a works-based thing. And when you kind of start thinking along the way, Atala just kind of mentioned, you could get to a, you could be in a position where you're thinking that your salvation is based on what you're doing or what you're not doing, and that's not the case. Um, we're talking about sincerity here. And and I also want to throw this disclaimer out there, right? I don't too much care for doing disclaimers, but you know, I think that they have their place. Some of the things we're gonna say uh, on this episode are probably gonna be some 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 gut checks and some some hard sayings right um but we're not saying any of this to discourage anybody we're saying it actually to encourage you we there's a scripture that talks about um examining yourself to make sure that you are in the faith right and i think as christians we should really be checking ourselves often um to make sure that we are indeed in the will of god um and we need to know for sure before we leave this place if we are saved or not because dying and then trying to figure it out and being sure that's not that's not gonna cut it we need to know before we we get up out of here um so and again because you don't want to be one of those people that was going through the motions and doing church and quote unquote doing christianity but you were never converted over to the lord you, you never had a heart change um and accept and truly accepted christ as your not only savior but lord as well i thought i think that was a banging scripture that you you jumped it off with <laughs> shucks yeah. man yeah uh, it just just real quick too just when we look at the fact that um not many will say lord lord um have we not prophesied in thy name have we not cast out devils um and um many wonderful works it just goes to show if if jesus is saying hey i never knew you that whole time these things that you thought you were doing you actually weren't doing them the way that you that you had right figured right right Um, right even it it just kind of goes to show that you know many will say that we're all God's children, um, 
But unfortunately, that's not entirely the case because Jesus very clearly pointed out that you're of your father, the devil. Y'all, listen, so, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tyler. L ladies and gentlemen, did y'all hear what she just said? According to the Bible, everybody is not God's child. And what, and what you say, Jesus said what to him? Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. Now, wait, hold on. Because I want to, can I add to that really of quick? You can. Because if we want, listen, in that scripture where Jesus says this, he was talking to Jews. Right. Not Gentiles. He's talking to Jews. People that were the children of Israel, God's called out people. So if Jesus can look at the Jews, people that were a, a part of God, because Israel is still God's chosen people. He, they, they still are right and we can't ignore that because that's still that's still scripture that's still bible right but the scripture also says that everybody that's of israel is not of israel meaning that they were they were of the bloodline of israel but they had never been converted over to the true and living gods where they really really served him right part. so right exactly so jesus looks at a group of jews and flats out tells them you're of your father the devil ladies and gentlemen this is the bible and the thing is we want people to really get this because we want people to be saved for real not by john's standard not by atala's standard but according to god's standard and these scriptures because again the last thing you want to hear is depart from me i never knew you you worker of iniquity i kind of botched that scripture up i apologize but that that's kind of what atala just read that we want to hear well done my good and faithful what servant servants have a lord as well oh that's the banger right there a lot of us love jesus as savior but we don't rock with him as lord right so uh, if, if you don't mind, Tala, I would like to, to jump into a scripture here, right? Okay. Uh, because again, we're talking about salvation according to the scriptures. This is the authority, uh, right? Because again, you'll have people out there that call themselves Christians, but they're not living according to the scriptures. So it's like, how can I call myself a disciple if I'm not following the word of God? How can I call myself a Christian if I'm not doing what the word of God says, right? We're not talking about being nominal Christians. We're talking about people being real converted disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So the one, there's one scripture that people love to use, and I think it's a great, a great starting place to use when we talk about the simplicity of salvation, right? Is Romans 10, 9, and 10, because this is indeed the blueprint. Again, there are other scriptures in the Bible that we can look at it talks about what it looks like to be saved as well but this is it right here this is this is a good starting point right and i also encourage anybody listening that's listening man just read through the book of romans the book of romans is like salvation 101 from what it looks like before salvation to the transition of salvation to life after it is a certified banger all heat it's just a, it's just an, an, an amazing amazing book to, to read and study folks but again here we go romans 10 9 and 10 says and if ye confess with your mouth the lord jesus christ and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved mm -hmm. for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so let me just touch on two quick things here that, that i think are very important to notice in these scriptures romans 10 9 I mean, Romans 10, uh, verse 10 says, with, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, we talk about salvation. Salvation is a believe in your heart type of thing. It's not just a head knowledge. A lot of us have a head knowledge of a God and believe that there is a God with our head. We believe that God is real, just like we believe the sky is blue and that two plus two is four, right? But when we talk about real belief, right? We talk about belief in our hearts because our hearts is where our actions come from. And when we believe in our hearts, we'll start to see a change in our actions, our thinking, our behavior, all these sorts of things. It's the believing in our hearts that causes us to start being disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and actually following him um, in, uh, in spirit and in, and in truth. And then you see where it says, um, you confess with your mouth, right? I think this is very important to talk about because um, you have to say something. You have to say something. It's talking about confessing with your mouth, right? Well, the question is, well, who are we confessing to? I don't just look at a toddler and just say that, that I'm saved or whatever, right? A confession with your mouth is to it's the first to God because he's the one that you're accepting. He's the one that you're deciding to follow. And how do we, how do we confess something with our mouth to God? Through prayer. And this is why you see things like uh, what people call the prayer of salvation or what some people call the, the sinner's prayer, uh, right? Um, uh, again, it doesn't have to be a fancy, drawn-out 
um, prayer or, you know, like a, a formatted prayer and like that. But you do have to pray and talk to God. We talk about being saved. Right. If you've never done that, then again, we may be talk We're talking about salvation according to the scriptures. We, we might be in a place of of of, of no conversion, no conversion there. Right. Um, Tell you look at you look like you want to say something. Oh no! I was just listening to you. Oh yeah, getting so, more things prepared. So so this so yeah this is so this is the beginning of, of or just a good starting place. We start talking about salvation according to the scriptures. If you do what Romans ten nine and ten does, then you're saved, right? Now we're not even talking about the sanctification process that comes in just yet. But this is actually a perfect segue into my next scripture that I want to go to, um, so that we can actually see what salvation starts to look like, right? Um, a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. Um, and a question I like to ask people or I think about when we talk about being saved is, what's the difference bef between you before you got saved and now? And if you, don't see a, if you don't see a difference, then the question is, are we really saved? The scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I believe, um, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things, all things are now new, right? So it's like, okay, if I got saved, what is what does my life look like before and what does it look like now? And is there a difference? And at all, this is why I ask these questions mm -hmm. whenever I do, you know, the, the conversations with me and, the, and, our, and our beautiful guests that come on and tell their testimony. I ask them, what did their life look like before Christ, that transition period, and what does life look like for them now? If you can't tell me there's a difference, then we must ask ourselves, did we get saved? So let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 13. Um, and this particular parable, I think, is a very important parable that most Christians don't even know about. But we're going to talk about it tonight because this is what salvation looks like. And this is even going to show us some of what I like to call, for lack of a better term, and not to be nasty, what some false conversions actually look like, right? Um, so we're actually going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 3, 4, I mean 3 through 9, and then we're going to read verses 18 through 23. And I'm actually reading from the New King James Version. I just thought I'd throw that out to you guys. Um, so that way you got, if you guys go look it up. And, and listen, please go look up every scripture that we, we give you guys so that y'all know that we're not lying and just making something up. Um, again, we're talking about salvation according to the scriptures. So Matthew chapter 13, verse number 3 says this. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprung up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell amongst thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Verse eight says, and others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, right? So then we go over the chapter to verse number 18, and this is where Jesus explains the parable to his disciples, right? And this is a good breakdown. Um, and I remember, man, I remember when I got the revelation of this and I, and I learned about this parable, I was so blown away because I think it's so, so good. And the question that you have to ask yourself, we talk about salvation according to the scriptures, which seed am I? Am I seed one, two, three, four? Here's the kicker. Only one of these four seeds represents salvation. The other three represents a form of godliness, but, not, but denies the power thereof or a not true conversion. And again, I don't say that to be nasty. I say that so that we can really examine ourselves yeah. because again, I don't want anybody listening or anybody I ever come across to get before the Lord Jesus Christ after they pass away from here and here depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you because salvation does look a way. It may look different for me. It may look different for Atala or any other believer that may be listening, um, but there is a way that is right as far as salvation. So let's go into the, the um, explanation of this parable. Verse number 18 says, therefore hear the parable of the sower. This is Jesus talking. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not, um, does not understand it, 
Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside, right? So think of it like this, right? Let's set the picture here. All four of these seeds are people that go to church and they're sitting in there and hearing the word of God, okay? So this first one that talks about the seed that fell by the wayside is like an individual that goes to church, they sit through the whole service and they don't accept Christ, like at all. Like at all. They go in, they sit there, sit through it, and they leave out. Right. They either they didn't understand they the word nothing. or they didn't want to receive it. They got nothing yeah. from it. It did nothing for them. Right. They they walked in the church of center, they came out of center. Right? That's the one that fell by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately he uh immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So check this out. This is how God showed this one to me, right? This represents an individual who, who believes they need the Lord Jesus Christ and they hear the gospel and they're like, yo, this is just, out. this is amazing, right? And they may even go forward and they give their hand to the preacher and pray the, the, the prayer of salvation, all these sorts of things, right? But they only endure for a while. They only walk out this life for a while, okay? And, and what'll happen is we talk about how it says, um, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. This is the type of people that they believe and they love all the good things about the gospel, about the Bible, right? But then when they hear something in the Bible they don't agree with, um, it causes them to turn away and walk away, right? We see examples of this in scripture to where people follow Jesus for so long, but then when Jesus hit them with a banger and hit them with some hard truth, they no longer followed him. There are many scriptures that 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 go along that go along with this. All right. So that's what that's what that one represents. Again, this is not a person that has truly been converted or received salvation because they only walked for a little while. The word didn't take root in their heart to where it caused a conversion right Can I interrupt for just a moment yeah jump in there girl um the i also just want to want to chime in a little bit of the persecution aspect of things as well oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. The, a little bit of revelation that god has given me as well yeah when we were walking with christ or let's just you know we're still talking about the second seed so we receive what what god has to say um in a in a positive light mm -hmm. but still we're going to be persecuted just as jesus was persecuted mm -hmm. that is what scripture says mm -hmm. so there is a part like how you mentioned that you know god may give us revelation or just tell us about ourselves that we don't too much like so we're like you know what uh this isn't what i thought it was going to be mm -hmm. but then there comes those moments where you are walking with christ and someone that may know you or someone that doesn't know you may say oh you're a christian and you get persecuted in a way of of because you're walking with god you're going to get some level of of hate from somebody else some type of negativity thrown your way and because of that and because of being in that position of because this isn't true salvation you're not hearing from god in the way that you should you're in your flesh still you're not you're not initially going to him as someone who is saved would to be able to hear his voice and really know where his guidance um, of how to even handle these type of situ situations are there is that that you know this persecution this this negativity this ridicule all this stuff is just really too much for me mm -hmm. so this isn't this isn't even worth it yeah yeah that's that's real good Tyler. thank you for for, for adding that because you are you are absolutely 100 correct yeah so then so then let's look at this third seed here now from my experience ladies and gentlemen a lot of people you'll find in churches or in quote-unquote christendom a lot of them fall in under seeds two and two and three um and, and it's and it's really it's really really hard um to be in those positions because um again you oh i'm sorry um again you kind of end up in a really really sticky 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 place um when you're only walking with god for a while so this next one check this next one out right verse number 22 we're still in matthew chapter 13 verse number 22 now he who received seed amongst the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes un 
fruitful, right? So this is the kind of individual that hears the word and is like, yo, this is, sounds like something that I need to do. Like I do need, need salvation, but the things in this world are more important to them than accepting Christ. So this kind of even goes to, to the, the question of why Jesus with this podcast, right? Because we could serve and follow all sorts of other things. We could pursue money, careers, uh, relationships, all these sorts of things, right? As opposed to following and choosing Jesus, right? So that's what that seed represents. People that decide that the uh, 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 pursuing that career is more important or trying to get that money, chase that bag is more important or this relationship with this person uh, or whatever is more important. Um, I've experienced many and I'll just talk and this is going to sound mean, but I'm, trying, I'm probably not trying to be mean. Right. But I've, I've experienced this to where I've seen, you know, young ladies in church. Right. They'll they'll go through a breakup and then they'll come to God and they'll come to the church and they'll want to be like, you know, I want to get myself right with God. Some of y'all ladies that's out there listening right now know exactly what I'm talking about to where it's like, you know, you, you, you break up with this guy or whatever or something doesn't go right with a man. Um, uh, and then you end up in church and you're all for God until you find a new man. I've seen it happen to where that's and, and then they find a new man and then they're they're they're, they're no longer walking with God again. Um, right. I'm pretty sure this happens to to men, too. This men do this as well. But I'm just talking about just something that I've I've observed. This falls into the same same category. Um, but here we go with seed number four. Right. Where we talk about something that really looks um, like salvation. And this is verse number 23 in Matthew chapter 13. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, um, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. Right. I was talking to a brother um, and y'all are going to hear his testimony um, on here as well. Uh, good brother Xavier. This is what he said to me. I thought this was so profound. Um, it was so simple yet so profound. And this is the truth. He said, I believe that when you when somebody really gets saved, you see fruit. And that's biblical because Jesus said that, you know, a tree by the fruit that it bears. Right. So when we talk about being saved according to the scriptures we're gonna see some fruit we're gonna see yeah. a lifestyle that represents this are we talking about somebody being perfect um, and not sinning and not you know coming up short and, and things like that that's not what we're talking about no 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 um because that's according to man's standard of perfection we'll never reach that to where we're not making mistakes and flaws and things like that that's not what we're talking about but we're talking about a lifestyle that looks different and new that goes along with that new creature that you are um i'm not going to the same old places i'm not doing the same old things um i'm living a whole different or reacting different life or even reacting the same way to things right mm -hmm. salvation that's what salvation according to the scriptures looks like there ha that goes back to the question i asked before what did i look like before christ and what do i look like now if there's not a difference am i really saved right these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves right and these and it's also because god asks us these types of questions as well right like when i got saved god was asking me if i died tonight where would i go god asks us questions that make us reflect he does it he does it all the time right so that's so, so i think if we really get a good grasp of, of, of matthew chapter 13 that parable of the sower we see what salvation looks like according to the scriptures and what it also does not look like right mm -hmm. now look now I, I do want to go to one more quick scripture and i know Tyler wants to jump back in here but when we talk about seeds two and three right to where um uh, and even more so number two where people are only following god for a while right we hear people say things like um oh they walked away from the faith they walked away from the faith they walked away from the faith right or they're not saved anymore well the truth of the matter is that they will never save right and according to uh what's that first john chapter chapter two let me go over there real quick this is what it says right and this is this applies here to to salvation um uh first john chapter two verses verse 19. um in fact let's, let's actually read uh verse 18 and 19 right and it says this it says this first john chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 little children it is the last hour and as ye have heard that the antichrist has come even now many antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us 
they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. So let's just kind of be very clear about something here, right? Because he's like, yo, John, are you calling people the Antichrist? It's not what I'm doing, but the Bible speaks about being Antichrist. Let's be very clear about something. Either you're on God's side or you're not. There is no in the middle, right? And if you're not on God's side, you are Antichrist. That's just what it that's just what it is. It's yeah. it's it's a sh it's sharp, it's hard, but it is what it is. Before you get saved, you are antichrist. You're not the antichrist. There's a specific individual that is going to be in this earth that will be the antichrist. But anything that is against God and not for God and not with God is antichrist. Period point blank, right? So if we see somebody that quote unquote walked away from the faith or is quote unquote no longer saved, it's because they never were. Because if they were saved, if they were of Christ, then they would then the Bible says that they would indeed have continued. Because let's be very clear about something. Jesus said in the scriptures also that nothing shall pluck them out of my hands. He talks about saving people and, and somebody being his, nothing can pluck us out of his hand, not even us. And if you ask people that are really saved, they will tell you there is nothing in this world that would make them walk away from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think about Peter, man, look at the Holy Spirit. Thank you for just dropping all these references in my mind. Um, Peter says, and um, I want to say it's John chapter, chapter six, um, around verse 67 and, and 68. Jesus was saying some things. He was talking to some disciples um, and these people walked away from it. And Jesus turned to his 12, to his apostles, and he says, will y'all walk away too? And Peter says the most amazing thing that I've, I've almost ever read in the Bible, one of the most amazing that I've ever read in the Bible. He says, where else am I going to go? You have the words of eternal life. That's what salvation looks like, folks. It's like, well, I've experienced God. Where else am I going to go if I leave you? You have the words of eternal life. Jesus, you have it. You're it. Why would I go anywhere else when you have it all? That's what salvation, according to the scriptures, looks like, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I, I believe that's uh, John chapter 6, around verse 67, um, uh, 67, 68, 69. Um, I, I, you can even start at 66 to kind of get the whole picture. But but that's that's what salvation looks like, according to the according to the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> you like, you like, you want to say something. Go um, for it. Well, I was actually looking for the scripture that also talks a little bit more about the children of Israel and how, um, how they weren't able to see the promised land because of their unbelief. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of goes to show a little bit more about how, um, that it's, it's once we are in the right place with God, which is what's with him and, and salvation being just the necessary tool that gets us in the right place to where we can experience God and and, and live that life of salvation and we'll we'll see the fruit of it how we were talking about before because um if we look at the children of Israel and how God had a whole land for them, mm -hmm. purposed and planned for them. It's the exact same way when it comes to us in salvation. Mm -hmm. um, but it is when we have our faith in God and truly accepting him into our heart mm -hmm. that we can now obtain those things that God has purposed for us in our lives. That is the difference between his will and our will. Yeah. And if we go against his will, even before being saved, when we know that God is trying to guide us in a certain direction and we still don't choose him, then we'll never reach even uh, not being saved. We can be as successful in the world. We can be making however much money we can have uh whatever uh, materialistic things we can we can feel successful and still be extremely far off from the, the will that god has purposed and planned for us absolutely um and of course we know his plan and, and purpose is better than we could ever imagine. right exactly um and so because of that it it just shows how essential it is and how there truly is fruit that comes about when we are um uh, saved and in the place that that god is wanting us and so even with me saying that um we can be as successful and still not be in a place where God is wanting us to be it kind of makes uh, us question you know how do we know if we are in that right place with God and that kind of leads me to the scripture that I was going to 
to go into, which is solely about um, Saul's conversion yeah, into go Paul. Um, so when we look at just who Saul was, um, Saul was, he believed that he was doing what it is that God was purposing for him to do. Yeah. And he was persecuting Christians. He he believed that the things that they were doing was, was, was wrong and he was truly killing them. Like not even just, you know, um, you know, take arresting them, you know, mm -hmm. he was legitimately um, uh, murdering these 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 Christians. But then um, it's in Acts chapter nine when we really see um, Paul's conversion um, and we see this often just in general of of how we mentioned before people who think that they're saved, but really they're not and it's with god's mercy that he even comes and interrupts us as we are even in the process of thinking yeah. that we're doing the right thing and yeah. he will come and show us ourselves yeah um and, and and real quick before you actually read that this is just some interesting that you know god just kind of showed me like when we read the scripture and we see what paul was doing we're like how in the world did paul think that he was doing the right thing mm -hmm. Like how in the like we read the scripture, we're like, yo, Paul was really bugging. Like, yeah. how did he actually think that he was doing the will of God? But he did. Paul genuinely thought that he was doing the right thing. Yeah. He really thought he was doing the will of God. And and the thing we have to understand is, folks, outside of God, outside of Christ, we're doing tons of things that we think God is going to approve of and just be okay with. But we'll be so far off and a lot of and a lot of it kind of has to do with not the extreme of paul but just doing things that like that may be uh philanthropic if we will um is that, a, is that a real word <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> i almost said philanthropical i knew that was wrong oh. i knew that was wrong but but we do these quote-unquote good things thinking because people say this all the time i'm a good person i'm a good person i'm a good person oh there's no way i'm going to hell i'm a good person mm -hmm. i'm a good person and guess what if, if you've if you've listened this far into um our, our podcast you heard my brother Dwayne diamond um the brother was tet was was sharing the gospel with him and he flat out told him listen being good ain't good enough you gotta be a new person you gotta be a right person right so so it's just amazing how we could do all these things and really think we're doing the will of god and be so so far off so so far off right um and so this kind of if we could just talk about Saul for just a moment. Yeah, let's talk um, about it. Because God has given me quite a bit of revelation, but I won't spend too much time on this. Hey, listen, go for it. Um, so we all know that Saul was in the in he was on the road to Damascus. Yep. He was on his way to continue to do what he was already doing, which was persecuting Christians. Um, and so as he was walking, uh, he let's just read Ch uh, chapter nine, verse three. Uh, and, we're, and we're still in Acts, folks. We Acts, are in Acts, I'm yeah. sorry. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And let's stop right there for a moment. Let's look at the fact that Saul was right he was near Damascus. He was close to where he was going to go and God still came and intervened in the midst of that. How often are we still um, uh, close to pursuing these things or doing things that are against what God is wanting us to do and before we even are able to touch what we are wanting, God will come in and, and, and intervene in those moments. Um, God just shows his mercy just throughout just uh, continuously in the in this whole process but then here's the thing um, where God's revelation kind of came in for me where 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 God comes in and ask him why person why persecutest thou me it kind of has us to look back at moments where we will claim that we're Christians but we're still doing things outside of what God is wanting us to do but we'll still stamp his name on it oh Jesus um I have the parallel Bible so I have the amplified version as well so on the amplified amplified version it says Saul Saul why are you persecuting and, and oppressing me 
Um, we don't realize the things that we're doing when we say, oh, I'm a Christian, but yet I'm still doing X, Y, and Z. And we're not checking our hearts in the midst of it. And so what we're doing is instead of, this is how the selfishness of us just as in our nature, we will say, oh, I'm a Christian, but yet I'm still doing, I'm still looking like the world. I'm still doing worldly things, but yet I'm still stamping God's name on it. And I'm making him look bad. Oh my God. I'm making him look like he is no better than any other God that there may be. I'm making him look like, well, why should I be saved when you look just like how I oh, do? God. And we end up oppressing God in this way because we're making him look as though he he has no power he has no authority he has no lordship over us because we are we are making his name look like it is no greater than anyone else's because we're not living out the scriptures so our mm -hmm. salvation is not <clears throat> according to the scriptures so it's like a different layer of what we're talking about here wow you mm -hmm. wow you and you really took it up a notch just now right we're talking about what it looks like to be saved and get saved according to the scriptures yeah. and now Tala has took us even a little bit deeper to where now we're talking about what is what does it look like to be saved according to the scriptures living out the scriptures right like people should see the scriptures in our lifestyle right. but what she's talking about is how we're doing things and people aren't seeing the word of god being lived out in our lifestyle wow y'all i promise we didn't plan this but even, this is just the holy spirit <laughs> moving this is awesome thank but you Tom. Even, you're welcome but even still in with that we will because at this time saul was not living for god but yet no. he was still saying that he was doing the works yeah. of god yeah so even with there was no heart check that he was even able to have for himself to even have him realize i'm not even doing what it is that god is one i'm not even his right now because dog was operating in big pride yes Cause, he cause, was cause we see his later name in, was known all all across the land not just that <laughs> right right because of, absolutely right not just that though we see later in scripture in one of paul's letters where he goes he runs down his accolades yes he does right he runs down his accolades about who he was right mm -hmm. and this even goes back to the, what we talked about earlier about how jesus was talking to them jews and he had to look at them in the face and say no you're of your father the devil because them jews thought because they were of the seed of abraham that they were good mm -hmm. saul thought because he was of the seed of abraham he was good and he yeah. wasn't yeah and he was really causing more harm harm than than anything Jesus. um wow. and you look at his response in verse five and he says who art thou lord let's just look at that real quick oh my who who are you lord mm. he's able to identify the fact that he is lord but he also you also see that he doesn't even know who he is wow and it takes it it takes for you to realize that for one he was he was wrong because he fell to his face the moment that that jesus or well yeah that that god appeared to him in that moment but he also had to recognize that he didn't even know who god was this entire time because the moment that he appeared to him he said who art thou lord yo so in that place of, of so salvation good, <laughs> in that place of salvation um there has to come a point to where one you are you are faced with what you are even doing because the first thing that god even said to him was why are you persecuting me wow. and then the second thing is he had to address the fact that he didn't even know who he was in the first place wow. so it just goes to show that when the salvation process is even happening everything points back to you recognizing where you even are in the first place good god um and, and that and 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 we're actually going to talk about this whenever we get to the place where we're going to where we wrap up but mm -hmm. what you're saying about acknowledging where you are this is where we got to get to the place where we get ready to repent because that's a part of salvation as well right yeah 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 keep going i'm sorry i don't want to cut you off oh no you're fine because you're, you're grooving right now you're grooving. <laughs> yeah you're grooving in the spirit right now um so just as just as we we realize like in, in the midst of the conversation that that let's just take a moment and look at the mercy of god even even taking the time to have a conversation to have Paul understand where he was and what he was doing was was completely off from what God was would even want for him to do. Yeah. Um, 
I just think that his mercy just needs to be like really bold and highlighted because that's where we need to recognize God and when we are in a place of salvation. Look at all the things that I did in my past. Yeah. Mercy God, got us mercy got us to that place. Exactly. Mercy got us waking up every morning in the first place. And then mercy brought God to us because he still wanted us in the midst of it. Because if we could, <laughs> if we could just embrace that. Um, Listen, mercy is like my new favorite thing about God. Like, I swear it is. Because, goodness gracious, we really deserve to be flogged to death, man. Like, we we really deserve a lot of things that God is not giving us. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, so let me keep reading. So I'm going to read verses uh, 5 and 6 for a moment. Um, so saw so he already said, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who art thou Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, and he trembling astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Okay. <laughs> Let me try and express everything that God has given to me in this in this portion here. Now, we see that that first thing that that Jesus did was I'm going to confront you with where you are and yep. what you're doing and what is wrong. Yeah. And now um uh Jesus presents himself and is like, hey, "I am who you're persecuting. Yeah. It is me that you are caught. Like you think you're looking at these other people, and that they're the issue. It also takes us. Uh, I mean, not to get too deep, but Jesus is 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 who's being. He's. I guess he's in the background because Saul is looking at people and they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But we're not looking at the spiritual aspect of things and how we can be thinking that we're doing the right thing, but we're not realizing the spiritual influence that is happening so these people that Saul was that Saul was persecuting it was really Jesus the whole time yeah so if we're looking our at our sin is a direct attack against God yes it is and if we're looking at who was operating behind Saul that entire time now Jesus already said uh what is it um uh what is that scripture where it's um uh like the two kingdoms can't fight against each other, um, that the house can't stand. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. yeah I know. I, so, I, yeah. so Saul, Saul is already kind of being acknowledged that his spirit wasn't even right, and that he can't be persecuting another person without realizing that it's Jesus the whole time. Yeah. His yeah. spirit wasn't even in the right place because yeah. it was it was the enemy that was operating through him that entire time. Yeah. Um. So now, um. And then for Jesus to say, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The Amplified Version says that, um, sorry, I lost it. Um, oh, wait, let's take that back. Um, it's hard for the kick. It's, it's showing that, that Saul is like, it's, it's hard for you to realize that you're wrong right now. It's hard for yeah. you to recognize that this yeah. is that this isn't the right thing that you're doing because he not only had a status amongst the people, he he also knew that when he was in a city there was a threat there now. Mm-hmm. His 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 presence caused a impact to, to everyone that yeah. was um, not living right in his standards. Right. And so what what Saul now does that we must all do is he humbles himself mm. and he asks Jesus, What is it that you're wanting me to do? Yeah, and using the, the, the him calling him Lord, right, put him in a place of, of submission and subjection, mm-hmm. right. So that so that to to the point about being humble, right. Like we see that the moment he says Lord, right, he's humbling himself and he's submitting under under Jesus and realizing, yo, this guy is definitely above me. He's higher yeah. than than I am. Mm-hmm. And it and it just kind of it what this is where the encouragement in this kind of comes from and we see this kind of throughout scripture we god knows the gift that saul had at the time he's ready to go hard for god he was going hard for god in the wrong way Mm -hmm. but he's willing Mm -hmm. to do anything and everything even that comes down to killing people because i don't think what you're doing for god is right so i'm going to 
to kill you because you know this is what is is pleasing to God so God used Saul's zeal and use that to have him write the rest of the Bible and have him to now be the one that was persecuted. We look at scripture where he talks about, I was kicked out, I was kicked out of this, I was stoned, I was jailed, I was stranded, I was shipwrecked, all these things that Paul now had to go through. Dog, stone, Saul survived multiple stonings. <laughs> yes, he was Ooh. thrown out of a city and stoned right outside Ooh. and then went back inside the city. Who? <laughs> what? Man, people were dying from stonings and, yes. and Saul survived multiple. Like, good yes. God, man. And so, and so for Paul to now be, he's- I'm sorry, Paul, not Saul, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Paul is now a new creature as we've explained in scripture. But you see the fact that God used the things that he was, the, the zeal that he had for him to now truly use it in the right way that God was wanting to use him for. So for anyone that may think that I'm not where I need to be, there's still a, a thing in you that God will use to glorify him. Yeah, it kind absolutely. of still just goes to how when Jesus was walking and he, he around all the, all the fishermen, he was like, come with me, you're gonna be fishers and men now. He'll still use that thing that you are involved in to help you to, to use what you know, but use it for him. Because the gifts of God without repentance. There's a gift, there's a, there's a spiritual gift in us from birth like from mm -hmm. birth that God is going to use the moment we surrender and submit ourselves unto him. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I had when it came to, to Saul and to Paul right there. No, listen, and now, and you just listen, you just said a mouthful. And I really hope that everybody it listening is. received everything in that. Um, and, and listen, as you're listening to this, I pray you're, you're listening with the, with the, with the ears of the Holy spirit. If you are a believer, if you're not a believer, I pray that something that we saying, um, is really, you know, got you thinking right and got you thinking about where you are um i'm gonna read this last this last scripture and we're gonna we're gonna land this plane um hey listen Tyler, we're gonna end up having probably to do a part two of this because okay. this is this is good stuff here yeah. and i don't think we could really get it all in and um in an hour or even just in one in one sitting but i'm gonna read something and this is where i want us all to leave off at examining ourselves thinking about where we are um i'm gonna do an episode on, uh, on here where i share my testimony and things like that and and the key part of my testimony was a question that the holy spirit asked me when he caught me at that bar right now mind you, at the time i didn't realize it was the holy spirit but i know now and the question that was asked to me if i was if i died tonight where would i go okay and in that, in, in hearing that question, I had to examine myself. I had to look at where I was, yeah. right? Um, I had to think about, matter of fact, I knew where I was, but I had to think about why I was there and all, and I, and I had to examine myself. So let's look at second Corinthians chapter 13, verse number, number five. And I'm going to read it here. And it says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. We're talking about being in the faith. We're talking about being saved, uh, being in the will of God, because to be saved is to be in the will of God. To not be saved is to be outside of the will of God. It's that it's really that that simple. Yeah. Um, the rest of the, the scripture says, test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? This is referring to Christians here, right? Unless indeed you are disqualified right so so the question that i add that i'm that i'm asking to everybody that's listening right now as you examine yourself where are you right now if you died at the end of this podcast where would you go are you in the faith are you in christ would you see christ because you've accepted him as personal lord and savior and 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 surrendered your life to him or will you be eternally separated from him and end up and end up in hell uh, as bluntly as I can as I can I can say it. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing about about heaven and hell, folks. God is not sending people to hell. People are choosing to be to, to go to hell. It's this simple, folks. God, the, the Bible says that heaven is God's throne and the earth is his footstool. So God is in heaven, right? 
do y'all really think that God is letting people in heaven that don't want to be there just because he can? No, God is, 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 is bringing people to heaven that want to, to be there. Mm-hmm. So it's either you accept God and go to heaven or you don't. You can't. And here's the thing. You can't stay here on earth. You can't just float around in nothingness. You have to go somewhere. So if you don't choose God and to go to heaven with God, then you have to go somewhere else. And your only other alternative is hell, ladies and gentlemen. So 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 here's the thing. If you go to hell, it's because you chose to go to hell, right? By default. Um, if you go to heaven, it's because you chose the way to heaven. Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Period point blank. Forget what you hear anybody else say. According to the authentic word of God, Jesus says that He is the only way. He is the salvation. He is the way that you get to heaven. So the question is this, folks. If you die tonight, where would you go? If you know for a fact that you're going to go to heaven, praise be to God. I hope that something that was said today, uh, tonight, to wherever, whatever time it is, said was said something to, that to continue to encourage you. It was said to put a zeal in you and make you want to go out there and just be the best Christian that you can that you can be. Yeah. If you are not saved, if you know for a fact that you would go to hell if you died tonight or if you were to die after this at the end of this podcast, that you would go to hell because you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Then hey, let's do it right now. What's stopping you from accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now? Understand something. God loves you. He knows everything about you. He knows your past, your present. He knows your future. He knows everything about you and none of that is stopping him from loving you. But here's the thing. God loving you is not going to get you to heaven. God loving you has made a way for you to get there, but you still have to make the choice to accept his way to heaven. Why not do that today? Why not do what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says? Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Why not do that today? Mm-hmm. Remember I mentioned earlier that we talk about confessing. We're confessing to who? We're confessing to the Heavenly Father. How do we do that? We do that through prayer. If you're listening right now and you're reflecting and you're examining yourself, you think about your life and you're saying, you know what? I'm living a foul life um, and, and I need a change. And I want this salvation. I want the peace that comes with Jesus. I want the the, the joy that comes with Jesus. I want the security that comes with having Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. If you if you want that, if you want to get saved right now, wherever you are, whether you're in your car, you're on your bed, you're at work, you're you're at the park, wherever you are. Because you don't have to be at a church. I wasn't at a church when I got saved. My wife, Atala, can tell you she wasn't at a church when she got saved. Lots of people have never have weren't at church when God met them. Paul was on the Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. This could be your Damascus Road moment. Your car could be Damascus Road. Your 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 break room at work could be the Damascus Road. If you want to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now, I would like to just help guide you into doing that by praying a prayer with you. And this, and here are your options. You can either repeat after me. You can pray it um, uh, 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 with me. Um, you can rewind it and and and, and repeat it or, or whatever, right? But you have to mean it in your heart. You have to sincerely mean this in your heart before you say it, because God is not looking at your lips, folks. That's part of it, but He's not looking at your lips because lips will tell you anything. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he's looking at your heart. If your heart has been turned towards him through something you heard on this podcast, let's pray this prayer and let's talk to God and let's start walking in the newness of life and receive salvation. Here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, I am a sinner and I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. Now, not only do I admit that I am a sinner, but I want to repent of my sins. I want to turn from my sin, never to live a life of sin anymore. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me and fill me. 
guide me and show me how to be obedient to you. And I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, God, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just prayed that prayer, heaven is on full-blown turn up right now, according to the Bible. <laughs> they are celebrating. They are excited that a sinner has repented and is now a saint and is now a son or daughter of the Most High God. So listen, if you prayed that prayer, man, God bless you. Hey, we over at the Why Jesus Godcast because it's not a podcast, baby. This is a God cast because it's all about the true and living God. We are excited and we praise God for your decision. Hey, feel free to reach out to us if you need to know what to do next. Hey, get you a Bible, find you a church home and talk to your new father. Get at us, man. You can reach me on, on Facebook at John Stevenson Jr. Uh, Minister John Stevenson Jr. Um, just search me. Um, I'm the one with the uh, Technicolor coat on in the in the profile picture. Get at me. Um, I'd love to chop it up with you. Um, and if you need help on what to do next, I can help guide you in that direction. Atala, thank you again for being on this podcast. With oh, me. you're welcome. Girl, thank I you love for you. Me. I love you. You I and all your too. light skin um, and your safeness and your sanctified holiness. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank y'all for listening to this episode of the Why Jesus Godcast. Hey, share it, share it, share it, share it with your brother, your sister, your mama, your daddy, your co-worker, your neighbor, even share it with your enemies because we love them too and Jesus wants them as well. Um, hey, subscribe, follow us on uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast at. Turn on that notification thing so you can be alerted whenever we have a, a, another episode. Um, again, we love y'all. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whatever you do, make sure you be good. God bless y'all and we are out. Peace. Bye.